Hey guys, welcome to Depressed Dolphins. It's been a while. We haven't been uh, able to um, do a podcast in quite a minute. So here we are. I'm- Can I just talk about that? I always, I always, I was thinking about this earlier. You know what people say like, yeah, it's been a minute, right? You know, it's been more than a minute. It's been like days, weeks, months. Okay. It's I'm your host, Jordan. Oh, I'm Briggs. Hi. Hi. This is Cindy, our mother. Our hey. mother. Hi. You're about to say our mother-in-law. Yeah, but that wouldn't make sense for it to both be our mother-in-law. Yeah. I'm just a mom. Yeah. Our special guest, my mother. Uh, today we're going to talk about, well... Who knows what we're going to talk about? We're going to do what we normally do. Shoot the shit. Um, but we are going to talk about Thanksgiving. Let's, uh, this is mainly going to be a Thanksgiving episode, but we're going to talk about how our Thanksgiving went, as this was our first one as a married couple. And it went uh, swimmingly, I want to say. No swimmingly. One no one died. No one the house died. didn't burn on the fire. Burn on fire. So, burn. You know, whatever. So, Briggs, you want to start it off? Uh, so, uh, we, we got invited to two different Thanksgivings, uh, in, in order, uh, we were offered to go to a Thanksgiving at a buddy of mine, uh, from the Air Force, and then, uh, to a buddy currently, uh, at my current job who was in the army back in the day, right? Um, and we ended up saying yes to the Air Force guy and unfortunately saying no to the army guy because we had said yes to the Air Force guy. Which we should have went with. The army guy, because he has a kid around Finn's age, and that would have been perfect for Finn. And they're normal people. They're normal people. They're not weirdos. Yeah. Uh, our justification, obviously, is to... We said yes to the same guy, and we, we have to do it, and we haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a single guy, um, and, yeah. yeah. So, basically... In the encounters that I've had with Briggs's buddies, buddies in the past, uh, first one was a bust, and we won't get into that. It was a little, well, maybe we will. It was a little crazy. The guy is pathological liar. Was crazy, crazy. Believed every lie that he told. Uh, one of those guys that like is insecure about something in his life, something, um, and had to create and forge a story. To uh, make himself feel good about his, his, his life, his childhood, I don't know, whatever. Um, and so that was fun. And I don't really like it when people lie to me. Or when they even when they believe their lies and they think they're telling the truth. I just, no, just tell me things as it is. I don't like deciphering through things. I don't like have to, having to, to be like, oh, yeah, you're completely delusional. But we're not going to say that. We're just going to pretend that everything's okay. I just yeah, We just roll through it. So, okay, so... The thing is, is that I've realized with with my buddy is that his his situation, I don't know what it is. I just accept it because he's not a bad guy, right? He's been through things. I don't know what those things are. I don't know if he knows what those things are, right? But to give you an idea, um, uh, he believes that he was a child soldier. I don't know. In Africa. Possibly. Uh, I don't know where he was a child soldier, supposedly, because the story has changed ah. over time when he has told it to me. And by the story, I mean <laughs> one specific story he has told me has changed location over time. Uh, but we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that because we are gonna stay on track and focus on the Thanksgiving one. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first time we got 
we we had and he actually came to our house and stayed for three days and it was torturous to me the whole entire time (laughs) um and so there's that this time i was like okay i'm gonna have faith i'm gonna give you another chance you know air buddy in the air force you know you guys used to work together whatever it's fine so we go there and he we say what time do you want us to show up he says two and we're like cool do you need us to bring anything? No, nah, no, nah, I got it. I got it. But we bring a cake and we bring some booze from Whole Foods because I didn't have time. I slacked too much to like make anything. So we show up and mind you, we live in Virginia. He lives in Maryland. It was about an hour drive, a little over, a little over an hour drive. We show up and um, he makes us wait outside for a little bit. And with a baby, with a baby, mind you, we are at a house because he decided that he wants to his rent was going to go up in his apartment and instead of just being a big boy and paying for the extra rent he decides let me rent a basement out that's kind of finished but not really let me rent a basement out from a nice vietnamese family that i mean it was a nice basement but i'm like it's he just moved into he didn't have it put together it was really hot down there, and it's awkward because we're going through someone else's house at the same time. It was a whole thing. So after waiting for 20 minutes outside in the cold with our child, and we're, like, playing music for him, trying to keep him entertained, trying to keep him bundled up, the Vietnamese family comes out and goes, hey, do you have a baby? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, come on inside. We don't want to make the baby cold. We're are not- you friends with Adrian? Are you, are you friends with Adrian? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, why doesn't he have you inside yet? And we're like, he told us to wait. So he comes in and then he yells down at the base down the basement, Adrian, your friends are here. Come take care of them. They have a baby. So as you can imagine, we already are set up for failure, you know, on this 20 minutes in, and I'm already having bad vibes about it. I'm like, okay, this is not this is not good. I don't know what's gonna go on in this basement. But I look and I see the house, it's clean. It's a Vietnamese family, and you know, Asian families are very clean, right? It's just statistically true. They're very clean. I grew up in an Asian home. Um, my Lola, who's my grandma, um, is from the Philippines. She's always cooking, always cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. So it's a thing. So I figured the basement's probably going to be actually be clean. It's probably not going to be as bad as I think it is because they're not going to let him move in if it's not going to be clean. Mm. Now, to give you guys some sort of like baseline of where we were at, Briggs and I decided we needed to have a safe word. And the safe word was our key to hey it's time to go kind of a thing in case things got too bad and that was pistachio ice cream pistachio ice cream because it doesn't come up in speech you know whatever there's no chance that that you're gonna accidentally say pistachio ice cream in normal conversation and so we were also comparing this to the office if you guys have ever seen the office episode where michael and jan have a dinner party and they invite pam and jim and angela and was it Andy? Uh, no, it was Dwight. A- Angela and no, it was no, Angela. It was, and, yeah, Angela and Angela and Andy. Yeah, Dwight just shows. Yeah, up. Yeah, Dwight just shows up. If you ever <laughs> seen that episode, you know that Jan doesn't put the roast in. She hasn't. She doesn't have the oven on when she puts the roast in. But not only that, she's preheating the oven. She hasn't actually like put the roast in, so she's preheating the oven, whatever, and it. It was like takes like four hours to braise or something like that. And she's like, oh, three hours. She's like three hours from now or three hours from before we came here. Yeah, from when you put it in. From when you put it in. And so me and Briggs had that same idea. We were like, okay, is it, you know, 
wink if it's going to be – was it wink if it's going to be bad? Yeah, we, we were like, oh, okay, wink, 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 wink. Uh, yeah, bad? wink if it's if – it's, no, 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 no. It was wink if it's good and everything's okay, but it was finger gun, finger gun. Yeah. Two finger guns, finger gun, finger gun. If it's if it's bad, like Jan and Michael bad. So that that was that was our way of communicating to each other. But then the pistachio ice cream was for hey, we got to get the fuck out of here. Get out. So what happens? What happens next, Briggs? Uh, so we we arrive. uh, He comes up to us, and uh, we come down into his basement. uh, And his basement, the only piece of furniture that is actually set up is a table. Um, and a couch. He has a couch, but the first thing I saw was the table with the chairs, which was nice. And he had right. a little like bench and like food a, set up. Yeah, well, well, he, chips and dips. chips and dips. Um, uh, and he had gravy packets laid out for us and stuff uh, box stuffing packets. Yeah, and he had a um like a booze display. Uh, yeah, he had a, in booze a cabinet. Display. Yeah. Um. And further in, there was a entertainment center that didn't have anything really set up. Uh, there was a TV on it, but not plugged in. Um, and yeah, that that was pretty much the space one way or the but other. But it was clean, though. Like, there wasn't boxes everywhere. Like, it was pretty clean. You didn't see into his room. Yeah, well, his room wasn't part of it, so. I'm just telling you, I went in there. Well, yeah, to go to the bathroom. But yeah. anyways, it was pretty clean, relatively clean, you know, whatever. It was actually... The carpet was probably cleaner than our carpet, so we let Finn play around. But the first thing I noticed when we got in there was that it felt like 80, 80 degrees in there. Oh, yeah. It was it was, it was hot. hot. And I wore just some comfy light jeans and like a sweatshirt or whatever, like a sweater shirt. And Finn was bundled up because it was very cold that day. So I start stripping our child automatically. Mm-hmm. And I get him on the floor and I let him play with his toys and everything like that. Let him crawl around because he's got a nice open space to crawl around. There's nothing on the floor that he can like choke on or hurt himself hurt himself with. So I figure, okay, this is nice. This is doable. We can do it. But then, then we we get there. You know, we hang out, whatever. And next thing I know, um, Briggs is setting up his entertainment center and Rodell, the guy, is looking at us and is like, the host, sorry, is looking at us and he's like, do either of you know how to cook a turkey? Yeah. Oh, he also asked us how much uh, gravy we should No, make. no, that was later on. Okay, that was yeah. later on. He goes, he goes, do either of you know how to cook a turkey? And I'm thinking, okay, he was getting stuff ready, like getting sides on the table, like maybe finishing baking something, whatever. Turkey cook because yeah. it's a this size turkey, and I don't know. It's yeah, maybe it, maybe it needs to cook for another hour. Right, right. And so I'm thinking the turkey's already in. Yeah. But then the family upstairs is like getting ready and has their stuff going, and I'm like, what's going? What's the situation is? Are they having Thanksgiving here too? He's like, no, they're they're bringing sides. They're going somewhere else. I'm like, okay, so he's probably using their oven. It's fine. Yeah. And then uh, Briggs automatically goes. Jordan does. She's a really good cook. And he's like, oh, good, good. So I got a 16-pound turkey. Um, I haven't put it in yet, but it should cook really quick. And I was like thinking, okay, we're here at 2. And I'm like, well, 2 isn't bad to put the turkey in. Like, I mean, it's still. It'll be done by 6, 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, it's doable, you know, whatever. If we crank up the heat, it'll, yeah, it'll be it's fine. Doable. It's doable. But then. We hang out for a little while, and he's he's everywhere. He's walking around. Oh, I need this. Oh, I oh, I just moved in. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't find this. Oh, let me let me do this. Let me do that. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. 
And so I tell him, like, hey, Rodell, no pressure. Like, we're really chill people. Like, you don't need to be, you know, so, like, nervous about things. Like, that's – it's fine. Like, we'll get this done together. And it'll be fine. And then I find out he has no sides made. Nothing is made. The turkey isn't made. The green bean casserole isn't made. The mashed potatoes aren't made. The gravy's not made. The stuffing's not made. All we have is a bunch of desserts. And those weren't even made. They were frozen pies. The only, the only thing that was ready was my cake and my booze. Yep. So then the family shows up, the next family, because we heard another couple was coming over. And we're like, oh, cool. That'll be fun. The couple arrives, and I come downstairs, and there's this woman who's talking like she's all that, really loud, whatever, and has a deadpan face. Like, there's no emotion on her face, and she's holding my baby. And I got a moment of mom jealousy where I was like, what the fuck is this bitch holding my baby for? Um, I got over it quickly, but I was like, whatever. Uh, it's fine. She can hold Finn. If Finn, Finn likes her, whatever, it's fine. <clears throat> we get there, and we, we're, we're downing booze. Briggs and I are downing booze. Rodell's talking about doing shots. This couple... No booze. Find out the wife is Mormon uh-huh. and she's trying to convert the husband. So he's not allowed to drink. He is only allowed to drink water or juice or whatever else. And it's it's a whole thing. And so I go upstairs to help Rodell make the turkey. Meanwhile, Briggs is downstairs entertaining and talking to this couple, which how was it talking to this couple? Uh, so they were, they were a very friendly group. They were a very yeah. friendly people. They, they were very interested in what they were doing. Um, they were very interested in Pokemon, which I know just shy of nothing about. I will admit, um, I'm aware of who Pikachu is. Um, I can, I can talk about the fact that Ash Ketchum is a 10 year old and has been for the last 40 ish years. Yep. And that makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, I think I've played, uh, one Pokemon game for a grand total of about 15 minutes, and I'm aware that it is rock, paper, scissors. That is the dynamic of the game. Um, I didn't tell them that, um, but we talked, and, and yeah, uh, the, the, the wife, uh, I could say that she, uh, she's a housewife. She does, she has no job. She chooses to have no job. The husband is in the Air Force working alongside with, uh, Rodell, or was working alongside with Rodell. Um, and yeah, she just does, she does some kind of glitter stuff. I don't know. It's weird. So they asked us, they're like, what are your hobbies? What are your occupation? No, no. We asked them, like, what do you guys do? Like, what's, what's your thing? You know, what, where do you guys work? Because for the most part, Rodell and the guy, the other guy can't, can't recall his name because he probably said it once and he did not talk. You guys, he was a, "Mm mm-hmm. Wow. That's funny. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then a laughing kind of guy. That's it. That's all he contributed to the conversation at all. Um, whereas the woman talk, talk, talk about everything and every little detail that doesn't matter. Like we talked, we had a conversation about ponytails guys that lasted for 20 minutes. She had that face where it's like, you just, the whole time you thought she was just pissed off at you. Yeah. It was, but also at the same time, emotionless at the same time, somehow angry, but emotionless. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. She never blinked. You guys, she never blinked. And so Rodell Briggs and the other guy and me all kind of do similar ish things. We, I mean, they're not similar, but they're in the same industry. They're in the intelligence field, whatever. Um, but so like we all kind of do some, you know, something right. Um, and I work and I'm a stay at home mom, you know what I mean? And this woman has no kids, not trying for kids, nothing, and just doesn't work. 
and tells me that her husband is uh, thrifty with the money, but yet she does these bedazzled pictures where they're like these little like tiny, tiny gems that you have to like glue onto or stick onto the sticky adhesive and it makes a big picture like a Star Wars picture or something nerdy. And she tells me that they're very expensive, though. Like, you have to invest money in if you want to do it. Because I'm not, you know, I'm being nice. I'm like, oh, wow, I should look into that. You know, just being nice, right? Like, I'm just I'm just trying to make conversation at this point. I'm like, any conversation to break the, to to, to do some, inter- have some kind of entertainment. Because Rodell's upstairs just cooking away. And he's yeah. cooking one thing at a time. <laughs> and then bringing it downstairs one thing at a time. So, essentially, like, it was a weird situation where we were there for seven hours, seven, eight hours. God. Yeah, mom mom brought up an owl-looking one, um, sticky adhesive little gem thing. It's it's really weird. I think they're called – what are they called? It's a diamond painting do-it-yourself 5D special shape rhinestone mandala flower – Partial diamond crystal diamond painting. Yeah, it's just some weird it's some weird thing where it's like there's a sticky adhesive and you have these little tiny gems and I think they're numbered or something like that with the colors and you have to like match it with color it's like painting by number but with gems. It's fucking weird. It's bedazzling. It's bedazzling. It's bedazzling. Anyways, it was a weird situation where we were there from two and we didn't leave till like nine thirty ten ish. So we were there for a while. And the sides came out one at a time. And then we ate the sides one at a time and turkey didn't happen until 9 o'clock because this man did not end up putting the turkey in until 5 o'clock. No, I think it was 5 o'clock. It was like 5 o'clock and then it ended up being at like around 9.30-ish is when it was done. It became like a five-course meal. It became like a five-course meal and we were literally sitting there starving and hot. I at one point told Briggs, I was like, I'm becoming a heat casualty and... It was so hot in there. My face looked really red and rosy. I had been outside several times because I couldn't stand it in there. It was so hot. Finn's face was rosy rosy and he was in a short sleeve shirt, you guys. It was that hot in there. Um, And yeah, so I ended up going going outside and um, staying out there for like 20 minutes and coming back in. And then they had the AC on because it was so hot. And... Then the weird couple was like, "We're from Los Angeles. We like the heat better. We do. We don't do well in the cold." I'm like, "It was Las Vegas." Las Vegas, and I'm like, "Guys, it's it's not like it's sixty degrees in here. Like it was seventy nine in there. We're we're all we're asking is for it not to be eighty degrees in the house." Yeah, are you kidding me? And she's like pulling down her sweatshirt and like covering her knees and covering her hands and like I'm so cold. And I'm like, "Oh my god." You'll live. Trust me. You'll live. It's not 80 degrees in here. You'll live. It's not 80 degrees outside, woman. It's yeah. cold. It's fucking okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. But the conversation dragged. We Briggs and I carried the conversation the whole entire time. And then when Rodell came a part of it, he also carried the conversation. The other couple, not so much. And like I said, the topics that we were talking about were bedazzling and ponytails for 20 minutes about how she can't stand having a ponytail in her hair for 20 minutes and all the reasons why. And everything about her hair that I ever needed to know, including how many times she's dyed it and done it and cut it, it was a whole long, painful conversation. And the whole time I was like, I just want to go. Pistachio, is it time for pistachio ice cream yet? Is it time for – finally, Finn starts crying. I look, at, I look at Briggs and I'm like, pistachio ice cream. It's – I think it's – I think, you know what, I think we'd go go to this meal, pistachio ice cream. I'm like, I understand. And he's like, I, yep, I agree. I agree. And then we bounced out of there. And that was our – Weird 
Thanksgiving. It was an awkward conundrum, as we always tend to get ourselves into, these weird, awkward conundrums. I think my two favorite dumb moments of that day, um, one was right before we arrived, we stopped because Jordan was a little hungry, right? Because we had had like an hour-long trip. And, and I hadn't eaten all day. And she hadn't eaten all day, right? And so um, right before we arrived uh, at my buddy's place, uh, we stopped at a gas station. And next to the gas station was a McDonald's. And I was like, uh, oh, we could stop at this gas station because you wanted chips. But we could get, go to the McDonald's and get you a little bit of real food. She's like, no, it'll be fine. I'll just get some chips. I don't want to I don't ruin my, my appetite. And that became... That became uh, foreshadowing of the darkness. It became foreshadowing. It was so true. Like, he looked at me, and he's like, should I go to the McDonald's? And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, yes, we should have. It was the start of a horror movie, you know, right before they're like, well, you should turn back now, you hear? You know? God. <laughs> uh, and the other one was uh, that lady, right? The, the, the wife. She was, you were talking to her about something, and she told some story about her. Some boss or something she had a long time ago or her... Oh, her boss. Yeah. yeah. About how... Go ahead. Uh, about how um, she got a uh, hair dye done or something. She had hair dye and it was... Vi- it had a little bit of violet in the in the brown that she had got. Like a, a brown, like a brunette with a undertone of like violet. Yeah. Cool undertone. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the boss was like, did you get your hair pink or something like that? And she's like, do I look like the kind of person who'd have pink hair? And was like, I'm a professional or something like that. And said this to Jordan, who at the moment has like... Apple red hair. Yeah, fire engine red hair. Yeah, I have like Rihanna red hair right now, guys. Um, And it's really cool. Like it's... So I got like a 360 undercut, but then it looks kind of like a really short, like not like really short, like a longer pixie. And it has like really cool bangs and it can look really PC and stuff. It looks awesome. And then it has apple red um like dark and light uh apple red tones in it and it looks really like multi-dimensional um and it's really cool um when i put it in braids you can kind of like see like when i like braid it off to the side kind of like viking style it has you can see like the undercut and stuff um and she said this to me with apple red hair and i was sitting there looking at her and she was telling me this story like as if you know somebody with Fiber hair is just not professional. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Bold for someone who doesn't have a job. Yeah, I'm like, you don't have a job. And her hair, you guys, was greasy. And she had just caught done telling me in the ponytail conversation. She doesn't like brushing her hair. And I'm like, honey, I can tell. And she's sitting here bragging about how good her hair looks and how natural it is and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, what are you trying to get out of this conversation? Because I'm, I'm not going to agree with you. And you know me. I, she's a good little Mormon person who's sitting here talking about how she needs to – her calling is to educate the little people. The little people. Which – not the children. The little people. And I was like – the fuck does that mean educate the little people like dwarfs like what do you mean but she really meant the children and i'm like okay cool just say children you don't need to say the little people it's just so weird and how her dad is really high up in the church and he has a calling calling. He, he has a high calling and and i'm like no one wants to hear about your religion nobody Nobody wants to hear about your religion. Nobody wants to hear about like your your call your professional calling. Like you just come off as some self righteous prick. It's okay. I, I accidentally made fun of them. Yeah, uh, tell them about that. So they were talking about Mormonism, right? And I I know just enough about Mormonism to be very offensive. I'm fairly certain. 
Um, and so they talked about, yeah, so we're Jack Mormons. I'm like, what's a Jack Mormon? They're like, well, so like when we're around other Mormons and stuff like that, we're, we can be very proper and stuff. But when we're, you know, on our own, like we cuss and we like, <gasps> yeah, I, I'm like, oh, wow. And that's, that's impressive. You know, and, uh, which one time she, she whispered bullshit. Yeah. One time. I, I curse like a sailor too. That's the problem. Yeah, both of us are cursing and I'm like, okay, maybe I should watch. Yeah. I, I got the idea that I should watch out on that. I'm incapable of stopping. It's a problem. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, no, she ended up, uh, talking about all this stuff. Right. And one of the things she talked about was, uh, vestments, right? She was like, yeah. And we don't wear, um, uh, the vestments. And I'm like, what? A, underwear. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about vestments? Are you talking about like special robes like for church? Like, what are you talking about? So like, no, no, no. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, because, she, you know, you can't say the word underwear. Yeah, like, and she starts to like describe to me this this stuff. She's like, it's like a white short sleeve and like you tuck it into like these little like almost like boxer kind of thing. I'm like, you mean the magic underwear? Uh <laughs> And I just start going into it. And she's like, I've never heard anyone call it that before. I'm like, I am so sorry. I know that's probably very offensive, but that's that's how it was described to me uh, by a lot of people. Underwear. Jello? Jello. Well, that's because Angela, Angela, that's a girl that used to live across the street from us. She was from Colombia. Ah, uh, yeah. And they were, I don't know if they were, I think maybe they were, I think they were Mormon. Yeah, yeah. But um, she always, she had a very thick accent. So she's like, I jump, I just got my Jello underwear. And I was like, Girl, why are you wearing Jello underwear? I know y'all got married and you're newlyweds and all that, but uh, Jello underwear is a little much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's like, no, not Jello, Jello. I'm like, what the fuck you're saying? Finally, she spells it Y E O yellow underwear. Oh. All right, got it. <laughs> but Briggs had talked to a Sikh one time, and he had described it as magical underwear. Yeah, because so uh, there's a group, a religious group called the Sikhs, right? And the Sikhs have seven articles of clothing basically that they always are wearing right and it's like a turban they have a little dagger thingy they have like a necklace or whatever they also have special magic underwear and i don't remember all the garbage things they carry but that's how he described his stuff he's like i wear magic underwear and so he's like yeah like the mormons i'm like the mormons wear magic underwear that's how i remember it (laughs) yeah so briggs probably offended them with that but then the other thing that they that, – that was a weird concept, like a weird conversation we had with them is right at the beginning when we first like introduced ourselves and everything like that, by the time they showed up, it was time for Finn's feed. And as you guys know, he's tube fed. And so I just – I always tell everyone because, you know, some people don't know what tube feeding looks like. They don't – you know what I mean? Like it's not a super common thing. Like you know what I mean? And, and so I just – I like to tell everyone, hey, just so you know, he's tube fed. That's what we're doing right now. He he eats through his stomach, you know, whatever. And so they had told – Brodell had told us he had a baby food processor because right now actually Finn got his feeds cut from 6 to 4. And so he's eating three times a day now orally, which is amazing. It's amazing progress and he's doing yeah. really well. Um, but – so we're slowly weaning off the tube, which is awesome and fantastic. Um, it's been about almost a year of this. So, yeah, it's great. But – I had to tell – when I showed up, there was no baby food processor. There was nothing. And so I was like, okay, well, oh, well. So I guess we're just going to stick to milk feeds right now. And so I tell them, hey, he's tube fed just so you know. And she's like, what? I'm like, he's tube fed. He eats through his stomach. And, she, and I was like, so we're getting ready to feed him right now. And she's like, 
oh, fascinating. That's fascinating. And then starts telling me about this YouTuber she used to watch who was tube fed and would feed herself. She's an older woman. She'd feed herself through the tube and talk about it and life with the tube, et cetera, et cetera, and how she recently died. And I was like, why would you tell me that? Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? And why why would you say that's fascinating? Don't you? You have no idea how hard this has been on our family and on our son. Like, he's behind on eating right now. He's eating like a four to six month old and he's almost one. Like, I was super offended by that. I was just like, okay, this is so weird. And so we've just had like weird conversations like that with them that it was just so strange. Rodell, though, I will say... As far as like buddies go, he was a nice guy, very nice guy, very polite, super pleasant, you know, can hold the conversation, nothing wrong with him. He just didn't know that. And he even admitted, he's like, I had no idea that a turkey took this long to cook. And yeah. I was like, it's fine, dude. It's fine. But and it was his first time hosting Thanksgiving, you know, whatever, which I've hosted some Thanksgivings in my life. So like, I know how it is, but like, I know also how to multitask in the kitchen and cook more than one thing and how to food prep and all that stuff. So, you know, coming from someone who's never done any of that, I mean, he didn't do too, too bad, but yeah, it could have been worse, but it was, it was an interesting day. That was our Thanksgiving. We ended up doing a do-over as a family. We had some like really good fried chicken that I made in the air fryer and then some green bean casserole and some mashed potatoes. But the great thing that came out of that day, though, was that we found another food that Finn likes, which is mashed potatoes. He yeah. was looking at my mashed potatoes on the plate, and he was like, ooh, what is that? And so I like started to give some to him. I was like, oh, you want some? And he ate so much of my mashed potatoes. I was like, all right, well, now we found a food that he likes, so let's try giving that to him. And since then, he's progressed from Thanksgiving to only eating foods he likes to now he'll eat just about anything we give him, which is amazing. Yeah, he's done really good. He was eating like, I, I want to say maybe a month ago, two months ago. Yeah, it was he, like a month ago. Yeah, a month ago he was eating maybe one, two, five bites. Yeah. So now he's eating like a cup of food. It's sort of crazy to watch the progress he's made in just a short amount of time. Yeah. So that was our Thanksgiving. Mom, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. The, oh. the, the Jackson family. Oh, yeah. We almost didn't have Thanksgiving. I have rental houses, and I had one person move out, kind of. Uh, I kept trying to tell him, hurry up and get your stuff out. I do already have a tenant lined up, so I need to get in there and fix things and clean and like this man i swear to god he painted the front two bedrooms and i think he used his four-year-old's fingers i mean there was paint that shouldn't have been where it was like he painted the um the molding like the crown molding and the and the base molding mm. gray but he also painted the wall part of the wall gray Is the, the trailer and, out there? yeah this okay. is ground yeah the the ranch and um and the ceiling you know there was gray paint on the ceiling and um, he used partial white paint or flat paint and partial semi-gloss. Oh, yeah. So everywhere he put semi-gloss, obviously, you can see it on this flat wall. It sounds like he just, like, borrowed spare I think paint from he people. Just, I, I was like, I don't know if that was ceiling paint. And then the, the, the ce- we had to paint the ceilings, too, because um, I'm thinking he was either smoking in there or <laughs> I don't know what, but it was, it was bad. So yeah. we had to paint everything in the room and of course then we had to clean the floors off because not only did he paint the ceiling the walls and everything gray but he also dripped paint all over the floors as you do so like didn't cover anything yeah so yeah everything had to be painted 
Um, it looks like they had a wild animal of some sort in the bathtub mm. because the bathtub, how you scratch a bathtub, I'm not sure, <laughs> but, uh, it was done. Oh, it was, it was like, what were you keeping in here? An alligator. Um, yeah, werewolves. Uh, a bear. <laughs> what a what was bear. this? So, a and, sun bear. Yeah, sun bear. No. God. It was, and then the shower in the master bathroom was also the same way. It's so like all of the tubs need to, all of the, the showering these, equipment. scraping bathtubs? Those and, are tough. Yeah, so everything had to be resurfaced. So that's another, like, and that's usually done with a two-part epoxy. Which takes some time to cure, yeah. and I'm like, these people are going to be here in like two weeks, and so that so that's that's what we were doing for like two weeks before Thanksgiving, and this is probably a day or two before Thanksgiving. Um, one of the other things that needed to be done was one of the roofs, the the ceilings in one of the bathrooms. Yeah, used to have a sunroof or a sun. What do they call it? Sunroof. Yeah, um, a window thing in the ceiling, and so we had actually taken it out and just covered it. Yeah, but we never finished the inside of the ceiling because these people knew it was there and they were there when we did it, and they're like, we don't care that there's this hole. It's fine. We'll just, you know, we just won't. We just want to be somewhere. We want yeah, to move in. Want a place to live. So we let them move in without doing anything to it because they were going to fix it. They didn't. They never covered it. So now I've got to cover it with something. And yeah, so I was like, I, we're never. We're good. we have all this stuff to do. There's no way I'm going to have time to cook a turkey and right. all the fixings. But I w- hopefully I was hopeful like. Oh, a week or so before I got our turkey and made sure it was defrosting in the, f- the fridge safely because that's a whole other story. You don't want to ever try to cook a frozen turkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work out and I've people get sick stuff. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm the t- day before uh, Thanksgiving, me and my father, who's 74 years old and I believe has arthritis in his shoulders, is he's trying to hold up a piece of ceiling panel for me to brad nail and glue to this existing ceiling to kind of cover up the hole. And, I mean, this is obviously after we've already put, like, um, blankets of, of um, what is that like stuff Like insulation. Called? Insula- yeah, a bunch of insulation and stuff up there. So... Yeah, we're putting that up there. He's got his arm raised up, and all I hear is, ah! And then his arm goes, you know, clunk. I could hear the clunk yeah. of the bone on bone. And I'm like, that's it. We're not, you're not doing this no with more. me. You, you are going to hurt yourself. So I call up my best friend, who is a guy I have known since he, I was 16. And I'm always... Let me preface it. I am always doing stuff for this person, like driving across the country or delivering a car from, you know, like 11 hours of driving. I'm always there to help them out. Oh, oh, I need to borrow your trailer. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me drive two hours to you with my trailer and d- deliver whatever the hell you're buying and then drive my trailer back. You know, it's always doing shit. Mm-hmm. I call him up and say, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Or what are you doing right now? He's like, oh, I'm just sitting around watching TV because it's the, his holidays. He's, he's out of work. And I'm like, um, so I could use your help. And then he starts laughing. I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I never ask for help. And obviously, when I do ask for help. I need it. It's serious. It's yeah. so serious because I'm not going to ask unless I absolutely need it. But I absolutely needed help. And... When he started laughing, I'm just like, uh, fuck it. Never mind. I, no, I'm good. Fuck you very much. 
bye, hanging up. And then I'm like, what the fuck? I do all this shit. So yeah, I had to, I called him. I'm like, why did you laugh? It's like, oh, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was funny because you never ask for help. Okay, but why would you laugh? Oh no, I just thought it was kind of funny. I wasn't trying to be He's rude. An idiot. Yeah. Oh, you know me. I'm stupid. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I really do need your help. Well, what do you need your help? My help with? And I explained it to him, and I was like, do you know, Dad cannot help me, yeah. and I can't get Christy to. She's not going to be able to help me either. She's useless. She's short too. Is on you know we're all short, so it's like I really and he's not very tall either, but he's he's Mexican, so he got he's a lot strong of- <laughs> at least. And and he, I can put him on a ladder without feeling like I'm afraid he's going to fall and break a hip. Yeah. So yeah, so he came over and we got everything. We got a whole bunch of stuff knocked out. He really did get a lot of shit done. And so he got enough stuff done that I was able to cook a turkey, like a, a I don't know, it was like a 16-pound turkey, um, a, like a 20-pound ham, um, mashed potatoes, enough stuffing to probably feed everyone in the Salvation Army. It was a lot. Um, corn and uh, cranberry sauce from mm-hmm. scratch. It was yummy. And I made two pies. I made an apple pie and a cherry pie. And we also had pumpkin pie. But I, I mean, that was one of the things where I went out and bought one that night after we finished doing all this stuff because I'm like, I'm not cooking three pies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I did all of that and we ate by noon. So, so, so as you can see, mother-in-law getting shit done, construction, all this stuff. And yet still is able to eat by noon on Thanksgiving. So the point of this freaking podcast is put your damn turkey in in the morning. Put your damn turkey in in the morning. You defrost it, you know, like three days before, four days before, five even. You brine it for a day or two. And then what do you do? You cook the turkey on Thanksgiving in the morning. Not at five o'clock at night, you idiot. And my stuffing? It was not from a box. Yeah, and her stuffing wasn't from a box. But I will oh, say, God. I'm a sucker for, like, just regular stovetop stuffing. I, I, know, love, I love stovetop, too, but I'm just like a... But he, that was the other thing. He got... Okay, real quick, you guys. He got he got Hawaiian stuffing on accident. It was still good, though. It didn't taste that much different. Hawaiian stovetop stuffing. And he's like, hey, I accidentally bought the Hawaiian kind instead of the, you know... Instead of the savory kind, I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. And it was still good. But then he's like, "Um, okay, guys, I'm going to make the gravy now. But, like, which kind do you want? He had, like, one from an Amish market and then one from just, like, the regular store. And I was like, well, the Amish market one's probably going to be good because, you know, it's the Amish market. And he's like, sure, yeah, let's, okay. So I'm just going to make the nine cups. I'm just going to make nine cups of it then because, you know, there's a lot of us here. I'm just going to make nine. I'm like, there's... Five people, four people, five people here. No one needs that. Much. No, one, no needs one needs nine cups gravy. of gravy. I was like, what? Unless you're feeding like fourteen people, you don't need nine cups of gravy. And so we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. How much does does each packet make? He's like three cups. I was like, you could probably get away with one. One would be fine. One would be fine. He's like, oh really? Makes one one thing of gravy. We don't even use it all. I was like, yeah. it, it, it's fine. Mashed potatoes, you guys. He made me make the mashed potatoes, which is fine. I come upstairs to check on him because I'm like, I'm fucking starving. It's like 6, 7.30 at night and I haven't had one fucking side. I am starving. And so I go upstairs and I'm like, hey, Rodell, do you need help with anything? You know, whatever. He's like, yeah, I need help with the mashed potatoes. Can you mash them? I was like, sure. Dumps out the water. I look at the mashed potatoes. They're whole potatoes that he's been boiling for like the last like hour. And so I look at it. I'm like, well, let me just test these out. I stick a fork in them. I'm like, Rodell, they're like not even ready yet. 
he's like, damn it. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. I should have cut him into, that's what people do. They cut him usually. And I was like, yeah, dude. You cut him. So then I have to chop up the potatoes. I reboil it. This lady's oven stovetop is not great. It's a gas stovetop, but the pot is too big. So it's not like heating up properly. So it's taking another like hour to get this to boil even. And so it boils finally, and I'm like letting it boil. It boils for like a couple minutes, and it's done, right? So then he's like, all right, here you go. Hands me a hand masher. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking he's just wanting me to mash them first before I do the electric, um, either an electric mixer or like an ele- like an egg beater type uh, electric mixer. And so I start mashing them or whatever. First he hands me a fork. I'm like, uh, that's not going to work. Then he hands me the big masher. Then I start mashing them. And then he's like, okay, here's a fork. Fluff them up and, you know, use some butter, milk, cream, all that stuff, right? So I start using butter, milk, and cream, which I'm like, where's the cream cheese? Because I put cream cheese in mine. Some people put sour cream and cream cheese in theirs or just sour cream, butter, and whatever. Like, you got to have, like, something in there, right? Not just butter and milk. And so he has, like, no seasonings either. No seasonings, you guys. Yeah, like salt. zero salt he, in Yeah, it. he put zero salt on the turkey, you guys. I had to, I had to secretly salt the turkey while he went downstairs oh because God. he put a dash of salt in the seasonings we were going to put on the turkey. A dash. <laughs> and it's like, that's enough, right? I don't like too much salt having the traditional indian yes and And so i i salted that bitch i salted that bitch and he's like man this turkey turned out really good jordan i was like thanks thanks because it's seasoned and salted you're welcome um i saved your thanksgiving i don't like like too much salt this is really good i actually injected my turkey with butter yeah which was weird because you what you do is you inject the turkey with you know like i don't know an ounce of butter for every so good. yeah it's it is it's really good and but when you put it in you need to make sure that you put it into a very hot oven like right. 500 degrees for about 10 minutes and that closes up all those places those injectable spots so that while it's cooking you could turn it down to 325 and you let it cook for right three hours that actually held every bit of juice I had to deglaze the pan. There was no drop. Okay, well, here, here's the thing, though. I didn't have any of those fancy tools. I didn't have anything. <laughs> so I'm, like, slapping the turkey with butter. I'm slapping the turkey. I melt butter, and I'm, like, slapping it in there. Slapping it. I'm massaging the turkey. I'm, like, knuck deep knuckling it in there. I'm, like, this turkey is going to be so dry because there's no injecting anything. There's nothing. And so I'm sitting there slapping butter, rubbing it, deep massaging it into this yeah. turkey. And Rodell comes in. He's, like, are you okay? I'm, like, yeah, I'm just getting the butter in there. He's, like, okay. And I'm just really working it into the turkey and then he looks at it and i was like, like I, I, he looks at it and i'm like hoping to god because there's just butter and salt on it at this point hoping to god he doesn't see how much salt i physically put on this turkey oh and he's looking he's like yeah it looks good looks really buttery i was like awesome perfect and then i slapped on the seasonings and everything too <laughs> and i was just More like seasoning. yeah i was like dear god and that turkey you guys came out moist a f moist af you guys because of me and salted because of me and then we go back to the potatoes and what happens he's making me fluff it up with a fork i'm fluffing right i'm fluffing i'm doing i don't have a hand mixer i don't have a beater i'm nothing fluffing these fucking lumpy ass mashed potatoes with a fork a goddamn fork in this too big of a pot for these potatoes and i'm fluffing them and fluffing them and he looks at it and he's like did you fluff them 
I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, here. I look, look. I look at him. I'm like, do you want to try it? Because right now I'm just worried about the seasonings, right? And I like, <laughs> I grab whatever seasonings I can find. There's no seasonings. And I'm using this other lady's seasonings, right? Uh, and he's like. They're in Vietnamese probably. In, yeah. And I'm like looking. No, no, they were in English. Okay. They're in English. But still, I'm like, you know, putting seasonings in it, whatever. And I'm like, do you want to try them? And he's like. Looks like it needs there's there's needs to be more milk. Can you put some milk in there? And I was like, you didn't even try it. He's like, yeah, I trust your judgment. I'm like, do you though? He's like, <laughs> you just and, said to put more milk in. And it. then he's like, did you fluff them? I'm like, oh my god. So he's like, because they look flat. So then I'm fucking. I'm like. I'm like, we're done. We don't have like a hand mixer and stuff. He's like, oh, got to make excuses for your, for, you know, Briggs says you're a really good cook, but you got to make excuses because you don't have electronics. And I was oh, like, somebody would have been wearing some and this is after he made a sexist comment too about how factually women cook better than men. And I was like, that's that not been, Ramsey. yeah, tell that to Gordon Ramsay. That's not been, that's actually not a fact that's been proven at all. There's men, chefs and women chefs. Honestly, no, don't say honestly, anything. In other countries, especially places like, you know, in Europe. Yeah. Or at Australia, the, the men don't like for their women to go in the in the kitchen and cook because they feel like that will contribute to them becoming overweight. They don't want their wives cooking. Yeah, so and so and and my thing is is like it's twenty twenty one. You guys, everyone can cook. Anyone can yeah. cook. We have so much at our at our fingertips. So much dispose. You know. You know. Any any information can be at your fingertips in less than ten seconds at this point. There is no excuse of I can cook better than you. You can cook better. No, you have the means to do it. You just won't do it. That's what it is. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here fluffing these fucking potatoes again. Oh here I go, God. fluffing them, fluffing them, fluffing them. I add more milk and I'm like, yeah, they are a little dry. So I add a little more milk. I add a shit ton more butter and then I add a little more seasoning and a lot of salt. A lot of salt. A lot of arm movements. I'm sitting there. I'm sweating. I'm sweating over this now. I'm breaking out of sweat. I'm like, Gordon Ramsay would be so proud. I'm sitting here doing this thing, you know, with this fork hand. Then I start hand mashing it again. I start hand mashing it. And then I fluff him again. He comes over and he's like, why don't you boil some of the moisture out of there? And I'm like, why? You just told me to put milk. You just told me to put milk. And first, and also I tried them. They were perfect. They were delicious. They were good. And so I was like, yeah, Sure. And so instead of boiling them out, what I do is I fluff them again. Fluff them again. Here I go, fluffing the fucking potatoes. These flat-ass potatoes that have lumps in them with a goddamn fork. Like I'm a fucking egg beater mixer. I'm just sitting there like fluffing them. Potatoes. He wanted whipped. Yeah, yeah he wanted potatoes. whipped potatoes. I'm like, bro, do I look like a kitchen aide to you? Do I look like a goddamn kitchen aide to yeah, you? Yeah, you're aiding him in the kitchen. You're a kitchen and so aide. I'm sitting there. I'm just fluffing, fluffing, fluffing. Oh and then I, God. and then I, I, he comes over and he's like, yeah, it looks good, but you know, I need to fluff him just a little more. Okay. What do I fucking do? Start fluffing those bad boys up. I'm just moving the potatoes around in the pot at this time. And 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 at this point, I'm not even fluffing them. I'm moving them around to look like clouds. To look like clouds at this point. I'm shaping them. I'm car- I'm sculpting them with the fork to make them look fluffed. And then he looks and he goes, those look good. So what I did was I just made fork tracks in the fucking thing to look like I fluffed them. And he's like, that looks good. Those look great. And then you know what? I got a good compliment on the potatoes. He goes, Jordan, these potatoes are really good. I'm like, yeah, because I put salt in them, motherfucker, and because I fluffed them so goddamn much. They've got so much stuff. And I didn't boil out the moisture like you said. No, you want your potatoes to be moist. Yeah, I dry dry, ass potatoes. Dry, hard, uncooked potatoes. Salted potatoes. Just give me the whole potato, dry and straight out of the the outside, uncooked. So I want us to go around and take. We don't have too much time left here, guys, but I want us to go around and um, 
say what we we got out of this this uh podcast so what i got out of it is you have so much at your fingertips you know what i mean you you need to learn how to food prep you need to learn how to um basic cooking skills in the kitchen before you attempt to host a thanksgiving just do a practice run do a practice run do a small one you know don't cook a whole turkey to cook a turkey breast even like you know be prepared. That's what I took out of this. What 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 did you take out of this, Briggs? Uh, I took out that if I tell Jordan to whip a potato, she can continue to whip it until whip it good until uh, <laughs> until she's <laughs> so upset with me whip that it. she'll make something really good, <laughs> and I can just keep telling her to whip it, and she'll just keep doing it for some reason. Like she'll just she just won't stop until something amazing comes out of it. I don't know. What did you take out of it, Mom? I got that. Regardless of how long it takes for um, Thanksgiving or any dinner meal plans really to get to the table, that um, it will be good because you will be hungry. And they say that hunger is the best sauce. Is the best sauce. So, um, yeah, I like again, when we had ours at 12, it wasn't that I had a whole bunch of um, breakfast things going because I'd been up since, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning cooking. And by the time 12 o'clock hit, that was when everybody was ready to eat. And that was why everything would taste so good. So there you go. Hunger is the best sauce. There you go, Depressed Dolphins. Hunger is the best sauce. Thank you for coming to this podcast. Once again, uh, we are Depressed Dolphins, the most melodramatic mammal out there. Um, just remember to breathe and, uh, breathing is, you know, I mean, it's, it's involuntary as a human, but at the same time, you do have a choice. Every breath is a choice as, uh, dolphins have taught us in the past. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely want to listen to that episode. Um, I believe it's the second episode on our podcast. So actually it might be the first, but anyways, yeah. Welcome to Depressed Dolphins. Thanks once again. Hope you guys had a happy holiday and a happy Thanksgiving. All right, all right, all right. We're ending this podcast. Matthew McConaughey. Make Go- sure to breathe and mistreat those porpoises, everybody. Make sure to breathe and mistreat those porpoises, everybody. Signing off, this is your host, Jordan Shellen. Bye. Bye.